When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. I'm welcome to the best damn movie related show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, and it's an honor and a privilege to do this every day. And my name is John DiGorio, and this is Riding with John. So, as everybody knows, there's some news that broke the other day about Beverly Hills Cop 4 being on Netflix. And some people are thinking, well, maybe this might be the fact that the nostalgia factor has actually pretty much died, especially when you look at Terminator Dark Fate coming out and everything, especially when that movie has like a lot of nostalgia to it because of the 80s and 90s. And then, of course, also, too, you also had Dr. Sleep that came out. And like I mentioned before, Dr. Sleep came out at a bad time. It had nothing to do with nostalgia factors or anything like that. It's just the fact that it came out at a bad time. And that's also the same thing with Terminator Our Fate. It didn't come out at a bad time. It just wasn't that great of a movie compared to what we got with Terminator 2. And I was really hoping that Terminator Dark Fate would have actually been the better Terminator movie out of the whole entire franchise. That would actually be the best sequel for T2. But... It is what it is. It wasn't what it was supposed to do, and that's why it wasn't a success. But with Beverly Hills Cop 4, there's a lot of nostalgia to it. There's a lot of comedy. Eddie Murphy is back doing his thing. Of course, we have him in Coming to America Part 2, which is actually going to be PG-13 instead of Red R. A lot of people are actually in an uproar over the fact that it's a PG-13 movie over a Red R movie. But here's my, my take on it. I mean, yeah, it could go good. It could go bad. But I've... And some people say, well, what's the point of doing a Coming to America movie if it's going to be PG-13? And my thought process is always this. It's not like the kids are actually, teenage kids are actually asking for a Coming to America Part 2 or anything like that. So I don't get where the studios are like, well, let's make this thing a PG-13 movie versus a Red R movie. It's not like teenage kids or anything like that are wanting this movie. It's us, the adults, that are wanting this sequel that's been out since the 80s and now it's going to be now they're coming up with a sequel to it and I really feel like that this should be more geared towards us than rather than through the kids and I know Eddie Murphy plays in a lot of family oriented movies now versus something that is rated R but I still feel like that they should have made Coming to America a rated R movie versus a PG-13 movie but at the same time too is you're not limiting your audiences but to me you're also making the audience that actually fell in love with the original coming to America pretty much stray away from it now because it's not going to be rated R anymore. But I just hope that same passion, that same vibe that we got from the first, very first coming to America movie is going to be really good. But anyways, with Beverly Hills Cop 4, it's going to be on Netflix rather than as movies. Do I think that's actually a safer bet than actually having it at the movies? be honest with you I would like to actually see it at the movies versus going to just staying at home and watching it on Netflix but 
I do wish that they would have actually kept it at the movies because you can actually make a lot of money with the Beverly Hills Cop franchise and stuff like that. Especially when you think of Eddie Murphy coming back from from doing whatever he was doing, taking a break from acting for a while, and especially coming off of Coming to America too. If it's a success, people will still go out and see Beverly Hills Cop Four. Now I now everybody doesn't really care for Beverly Hills Cop Three, but I loved it. I love Beverly Hills Cop 3. And the simple fact is, I love the whole entire chemistry. Even the part where Balky shows back up. That's the guy from Perfect Strangers. And he sells Eddie Murphy this big old huge freaking machine gun. And this machine gun has a boombox, a microwave. It has a bunch of stuff to do with the... A bunch of stuff that doesn't even have anything to do with having an actual gun itself. But it's a... It's a big old huge machine gun that's wrapped up with, with a whole bunch of stuff that's in it. And A. Murphy is trying to actually use this gun on everybody that took over this uh, theme park. And I love the boombox part. Whenever he's shooting people and there's this music that comes on. I love that whole entire factor. I love Beverly Hills Cup 3 because it also kind of converts in with... Uh, Universal Studios and also Disney World a little bit and I think that's why I liked it a lot was because of the fact that it had that nostalgia factor to it where it kind of reminds you of a theme park kind of setting where you have like Disney and stuff like that so that's what I liked about Beverly Hills Cop 3 I still love the first two original movies before Beverly Hills Cop 3 you can't beat the banana and the tailpipe part you can't beat Eddie Murphy terrorizing these cops that are sticking out and watching him making sure he goes back over to uh, Detroit, and they even do the same thing on Beverly Hills Cop 3. I feel like that they didn't miss the mark when you have the chemistry between the old Beverly Hills Cop uh, 3, one of the detectives that was actually watching him. I really I really do enjoy all, watching all three of those movies back to back. And you can actually appreciate all three of them whenever you binge watch the first, uh, all three of those movies. But that's just the way I feel about it. I think that they should have kept Coming to America 2 PG, uh, rated R rather than PG-13 and also too I feel like they should have at least put Beverly Hills Cop 4 on uh, at, theater, at the theaters for a little bit and then take it off and then put it on Netflix but it is what it is I mean that's what we're going to be getting so there's no sense of even complaining about it but I'm just giving you my take on how I feel about it and then also too I wanted to talk about this it's about how TV shows how the Sopranos shaped the HBO brand and how if it wasn't for the HBO if it wasn't for the Sopranos we wouldn't have gotten shows like Breaking Bad on AMC we wouldn't have gotten different types of shows that's on these other cable networks now and I just want to say the Sopranos is one of my favorite mafia shows besides Boardwalk Empire because without the Sopranos we wouldn't have gotten Boardwalk Empire which has Steve Buscemi in it playing um, a mob boss in the 1920s when dealing with the politicians and stuff like that. That's actually a pretty good show, too, dealing with history and stuff like that. I even made a whole entire speculation on how the show was going to end because of the fact that it matches up with the history timeline. But if you haven't seen uh, Boardwalk Empire, I strongly recommend that show. But as The Sopranos, though, as that goes, it was the first time they've actually got to see a whole entire Sopranos t uh, Mafia TV show, on uh, a TV show on HBO, and it kind of, and get this, it was like an hour-long episode with... 10, 12 episodes in and that is really impressive with a show that's just starting out 
and they're not sure if this show is even going to last long or anything like that. But don't forget, this is also the late 90s and 1999 where we were getting a lot of mafia-related stuff and things like that. So therefore, there was like a lot of hype behind the fact that we got on the Soprano show. Excuse me. But if you look at Tony Soprano, when you look at AJ, when you look at Silvio Dante, when you look at all these characters... Which Silvio is actually one of my favorites. And so is Christopher and so is uh, Pauly. When you look at those characters and you realize that these guys come from like an old school kind of way of growing up. And how they actually influenced that on the show and everything. That's actually pretty cool about how they came up. How they came up to be uh, in the mob and stuff like that. And how Tony winded up being uh, taking over it over his dad's spot and everything else too because his dad I don't think wanted him to even be part of the mob at all I don't think because of the fact that we even saw how you know he was even hiding the fact that he was even in the mob when uh he took Janice and snuck Janice into the back well when he snuck Janice into the uh circus well not circus but this carnival setting and then what Tony did was he hid himself in the trunk and then his father took him to this whole entire thing but it's up front for the mob, and then, of course, the cops come in, they break in and everything, and they take, uh, Tony's dad to jail, and then, next thing you know it, Tony's dad's getting praise from this neighbor, and Tony really loved that fact that people respected his father, but overall, the Sopranos actually did a fantastic job at bringing a great pilot to HBO, which also paved the way for Breaking Bad, wasn't for the Sopranos doing what it was doing back in the late 90s. We wouldn't even we wouldn't even have The Walking Dead, for instance. We wouldn't have all these network shows like Dexter or anything like that. We would still have our basic stuff from CBS, ABC, and stuff like that to where we wouldn't have any type of change at all. It would still be one of those things that we would still see from the 90s and even before they need to be before then as well. But that's just my take on it. And then not only that, I also want to get into the fact, too, that there is actually going to be a prequel to The Sopranos. And there's actually going to be Christopher's dad is going to be played by John Bernthal. And you have a good cast and everything else for this prequel movie. So I cannot wait to see the prequel to The Sopranos. And I'm just a diehard Sopranos fan. I love The Sopranos. I love mafia-related stuff, of course, if you haven't heard my take on The Godfather, and also, too, I'm also a fan of the Casino movie, and also The Goodfellas, and stuff like that. But anyways, tell me what you guys think. Tell me what, um, what shows do you, did you watch that you feel like that paved the way for certain, uh, TV shows to come on certain networks and stuff like that, because The Sopranos, to me, was the start of it all. And also, too, let me know what you guys think about Eddie Murphy's Netflix movie for Beverly Hills Cop 4. Let me know what you guys think about coming to America too if you think it's a good idea for a PG-13 movie or a bad idea for a Red R movie for it to be Red R and it should be PG-13 let me know about that and as always until next time